afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. sermon series. I like teaching something that we remember because it's repeated week after week after week and we get it. And uh, it seems like since early March, we have not been doing sermon series because we've been in this whole COVID pandemic and we have found that um, God's just been directing us to just speak individual sermons for that day, that hour, and we've had to make a lot of changes over the course of this last, I don't know, five, six months, and uh, I'm grateful that we're at this point. Um, They're they're telling me that numbers are are rising a little. Um, I hope that doesn't concern you. I I mean, God's in charge of it all. Trust me. I, I have to trust in God. I'm not walking in fear. I will do what I need to do. I will be diligent for myself, my family, and this church. But I'm grateful today that God's a God that's in charge. And um, I'm glad we're back in the building. I'm glad we get to get together. Um, And I I, I hope we can stay that way. I mean, when I start hearing reports that happened this week that of course, that was for social gatherings at people's homes. It didn't affect churches in, in Peel and Toronto. But you know what? When that happens, if it continues, it could start affecting churches again. I think we just need to pray that God would keep churches open and that when we want to come and you feel comfortable coming, you can come to church and get into the presence of God. But um, I really felt um, this past couple of weeks that I needed to uh, launch into a series And I'm calling this series Help. Someone say help. How many need some help? Would you be honest and just admit that you need some help? Help! We we all need help. If we were honest with ourselves, from time to time, even all those guys that think they got it all together and they can do everything, and there's some guys in this room that can do a lot, All of us need help from time to time. In fact, if we were really honest, we would admit that we can't do it without help. Um, I'm going to talk about help, experiencing God's help in everyday life. You know what? I can't live this life. I mean, I can try. There are people trying to live life without God's help. But I've tried it. It doesn't work out that well. You've tried it. And how has that worked out for you? When we try to do life on our own, we mess it up every single time. I need help. Look at somebody nearby and and tell them that you need help, okay? 
<laughs> no, say, say, I need help. <laughs> not, not you need help. I need help. <laughs> now, they need help too, but I want you to focus on you for a moment here. There are times we always need help from a friend. I thank the guys that got together and helped our family move. Um, people brought trucks for the Camarans upstairs today. He brought his truck. Guys showed up, and we lifted and loaded our, our stuff, and we got it planted. And I, I needed help. It was during COVID, and I didn't know how it was going to work. It's, it's, I thought, how are we going to move a, a house during COVID? Well, we did because we had help. Sometimes you need help from experts. They know a lot more than you do, and they can, they can help you and give us advice because they are more knowledgeable in a particular area. But today, when it comes to living a, a spiritual life, when it comes to living for God, to be victorious, I'm not talking about just saying I go to church and, and just going through the motions of, uh, of, yes, I'm a Christian and uh, I was brought up Christian and I live in a Christian country. Well, I'm not even sure we could even say that anymore. But, I, you know, this is, I'm a Christian by, by name. I'm not talking about living life like that. I'm talking about living victoriously for Jesus Christ. Living the life that God intended us to live. How, how many want to live the life that God has intended for your, your life to live. You, you want to fulfill the plans he's got for you. I want to tell you today, you're going to need some help. If you try to do and live your life for God without God, you're going to mess it up. So when I look at a spiritual life and trying to live victoriously for God, the life God intended. I absolutely need some help. I need some guidance because I can't do it on my own. I've tried and I failed. Are there any other testimonies in the room that you'd say, you've tried and you've failed on your own? You know, we need God's help in so many ways. I, I need help for my weaknesses. Amen? You guys have weaknesses too? I need help for my fears. How many here have a few fears along the way? I, I, I need help when I think about the direction of my future for, for my life, my family's life, for the church. I, I need God's help as, as I navigate life. I have ways that are not godly, I have desires that are unholy. I need God to change me. I need his help to live life for God. Someone say amen if you need God's help as well. Here's the Bible verse I want to kind of use as our launching pad for this next few weeks when we talk about this subject called help. I'm going to read John chapter 16 and verse 7. I'm reading today from the New King James Version, and it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Jesus is speaking. He's talking to his disciples. He says, I want to tell you something. It's to your advantage that I go away. But, but Jesus, you're with us, and Jesus, you heal, and Jesus, you do all these great things, and Jesus, you help so many people. He said, it's to your advantage that I go away. How could that be good? 
you know, wouldn't you like to have Jesus and walking with Jesus and, and Jesus at your place? And I mean, that would be amazing. He says, I want to tell you this truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the, what's that word there? I can only hear three or four people. What is that word? The helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I need help. I need the helper. King James says it, the comforter. We need the comforter. The new King James says, the helper. We need the helper. You know what? I am so grateful. He's talking here about he's going to send his spirit to come to us. You know, when Jesus was on the earth, you know, as long as he was at your house, as long as he was walking down your street, as long as he was, you know, in your city, all was well. But he was Jesus, God in human form. But he's saying, if I go away, I'm going to send and, and as you study this out in these verses, he's going to send the Spirit of God that's not going to come just alongside you. It's going to live inside of you. You're going to have the helper. You're going to have the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you're going to have the teacher living inside of you. I need help today. I'm so glad that when I have the Holy Ghost, when I have the Holy Spirit. Now, some people say, well, why do some people say Holy Ghost and some say Holy Spirit? Well, it's just two words that mean the same thing. A spirit is a ghost and a ghost is a spirit. It's just, it's the same thing. The key thing is it's the Holy, someone say Holy. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. And when you get that Holy Spirit down inside of you, when you come up against something in life, there's something that will rise up and say, hey, don't, don't go there. That's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost coming along to help you, to guide you, to teach you. I'm thankful today that the Spirit of God speaks in 2020. I'm thankful today that the Spirit of God is not dead, but the Spirit of God is still alive. It's still for every believer, and God wants to fill you with His Spirit. That's His plan. Am I doing okay so far? Everybody on, on, on track with me? Okay. In, in your Bible, there's a verse. Now, that was just the introduction to the series, okay? Here, here's the verse I want to focus on today. Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 15. Here we have the great apostle Paul, and, and he's sending this letter that is going to teach the church at Ephesus some stuff. And, and in a few verses, Paul the Apostle starts giving them some very, very plain instructions, okay? So here we have verse, we're going to read a few verses here, starting at verse 15. I'm reading from the New Living because to me it makes, it's easier to understand everything. So be careful how you live. Pretty good advice right there. Now, be careful how you live. Jeremy, be careful how you live. Natasha, be careful. Period. Good. That's good stuff, Paul. Don't live like fools. Praise God. 
What another great little profound truth. Don't live like a bunch of fools, but like those who are wise. This is great advice for this church. Verse 16 says, make the most out of every opportunity in these evil days. You know, we're living in crazy times. The world is wicked. The world is evil around us. Um, we have got to make the most of every opportunity at this time in our culture. Okay, good advice for today. Don't act thoughtlessly. Praise God, another great truth. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, all that's pretty, okay. We're, everybody in agreement that these are good, good things to know, okay? And then it's like he turns a corner. And it's like he throws a, a, a zinger, okay? Verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Now, there's a message in that. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that. But I want to tell you, there's some great truth in that phrase. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled. Someone say filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul here is telling this church, you know, don't live like fools. Live like wise people. He said, be careful how you live. He said, make the most of every opportunity. Don't act thoughtlessly. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. But don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, get drunk with something else. Get full of something else. Drink from another fountain. There's a fountain and there's a spirit of God that he wants to fill you with. Get full of that stuff. Paul admonishes the church at Ephesus to be filled with the Spirit. Now, for those of you that are English majors, you will relate to this. Th this phrase here, it's a present tense imperative verb. How many knows what I'm talking about? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Probably not. Those of you, that, English has been a long time since you've taken an English class. What this simply means, it's a present command. Okay? It's an imperative. It's a command. It, it could more, be more explicitly translated, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. This should be something that as a child of God, as a church, the church at Ephesus, the church in Burlington, the church in wherever the church is at, that the church should be filled or continually filled with the Spirit. Now, we're, we're working through the book of Acts, and, and uh, we're going to have a Bible study this Wednesday night on Zoom, and we're going to go to Acts chapter 19, but I have to kind of take a few moments here to mention these verses tonight, today, even though it's not Wednesday. Acts 19, the first time you ever hear of some Ephesus believers is in Acts chapter 19, and we'll talk about this um, in the Bible study this week, Acts 19 and verse 1 says, It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. First time you hear that word in the New Testament. Okay? And finding certain disciples, these were believers. These were people that had given their life to Jesus Christ. They were disciples of Jesus Christ. He found them in Ephesus. And Paul asked them this question. 
he says this, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So that lets me know something right there. You can be a believer, but not have received the Holy Ghost yet, okay? Have you received it? And they says, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They hadn't even heard about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So there's a whole dialogue here with Paul and these believers about baptism, and they were baptized by John. He says, well, you need to get re-baptized. So the Bible... Is, is a great proponent of being rebaptized. Acts 19 and verse 5 says, when they heard this, as they heard the dialogue with Paul, he, he goes on and says, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. This was the rebaptism. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, this was pre-COVID, when he laid his hands on them, the Bible says, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. First time you hear about these Ephesus believers. And and Paul explains this truth of baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And so we we find that it happened. They they spoke in a language they never learned. That's what happens when you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, And really from this point on, because of the believers in Ephesus, all of Asia was impacted because those believers were filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled. What's that mean? To be full of the Spirit. What's that mean? Well, I've got a few things here for probably 10 different things that I've written down quickly. To be filled is under the influence of. To be controlled by. Talk about the Holy Ghost. We, we need to be full. I need the helper. I need to have that helper, the Spirit of God, helping me every single day. I must be under the influence of. I must be controlled by. I must be affected by. I must be motivated by. I must be inspired by, overwhelmed by, led by. The Bible says if we're led by the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. I've got desires and lusts that are not godly, so I must have, I need desperately the power of the Holy Ghost to lead me, to get me around some situations and some circumstances so that I'm led by the Spirit and not falling after the lust of my flesh. To be filled is consumed by, to have an appetite for, to have a passion for. We, we must have this helper. We must have the help, the guidance, the teaching that comes from the Spirit to guide us. I must be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, whatever controls you, whatever influences you, it will determine how you think. It will determine how you act. It will determine what you will look at. It will determine what you will become. It's all based on what controls you. But Ephesians 5 and 18 says it like this. Don't be controlled with wine. Don't don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I just find this comparison quite amazing. How many have ever seen someone drunk? Okay, you, you, you will admit. Hopefully not yourself. You've not looked at yourself in the mirror and uh, that there's a drunkard. No, you, you've seen some drunkards, okay? Some people... That they're intoxicated. 
You know, they, they can't stand up straight. They can't walk straight. They, you know, they can't, their words are slurred. They're, they're, they're under the influence. The, the comparison here is pretty amazing. Don't be drunk with wine. He's taken the whole alcohol thing in here, and he's, he's talking about the negative side of what that can do in your life. Now, as a pastor, I just want to tell you right now, I have seen the negative side of alcohol in someone's life, in a family's life. I've seen it. It destroys. It does. Homes are broken. Families are messed up. Bodies are messed up because of the alcohol. I've seen the addictions and the dependence. It's never been a positive ending. If someone gets addicted to, lets it get a hold of them, and they're controlled by, and they're influenced by, and they're filled with the power of alcohol. But the Bible says, don't don't let that be the case, but instead, be influenced by, be filled with, be led by, be controlled by the power of the Spirit. Now, I'm telling you the other side. When someone gives their life to Jesus Christ and they are filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you something supernatural takes place. Now, they're not going to be perfect 100%, but they're going to be led by God. They're going to be different. They're going to have a life that God is blessing. God's going to work through their situations. God's going to help them in their family. And every single time, if someone would be filled with the Holy Ghost and let the filling be continual, We would see their lives get better year after year. Life is better. And in 10 years, you look back and you say, wow, look what God has done in that life because they've been filled, they've been influenced by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? We're sitting here today and there's some people in this room that God has at some point in your past, he's come into your life, and he's filled you with the Spirit, and, and your life is changed. You are different. You're not the way you used to be, and life is so much better since you've had that powerful gift of the Holy Ghost. Is there a witness in the room today? I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the help of his Spirit. You know, in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was always working. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was leading people. The Spirit of God would talk to man. It would move upon man. It would bless men and women. But in the New Testament, there was a dramatic shift that took place. God's Spirit was not just leading and talking to and moving on and and, and, and inspiring. God's Spirit came to live inside of mankind. It's the Spirit of God to give you help in everyday life. When you think of the junk that some of us have to face at work, the stuff we got to face in our families, the the junk and, and life messes that come our way with people and situations and troubles and trials, Lord have mercy, we need his help. We, we, I would not want to face what some people face without that power of the Holy Ghost. I would not want to face what, what some people have to go through without the leading and the direction and the power of the Spirit. The Bible says when you have life in the Spirit, it leads to abundant life today, and it leads to everlasting life. It, it's good. It's good, and then it's gooder, if that's a word. It's not a good, I know it's not a word. Thank you, Amber, for shaking your head and letting me know. It's good and it's better. 
That's what life in the Spirit is. But life without the Spirit, I'm telling you, the Bible says if we're going to walk in the sins of the flesh, if we're going to follow our own carnal nature, the wages of sin is death. That, that's what the end result of a life without the Spirit. I, I want to make sure today that we understand we must have His Spirit. We must have the help, the guidance, the direction of the Holy Ghost in our life. Is there anyone here that you desire that direction? You desire that help? You desire that in your life? I, I just say, yes, we need to have it today. You, you might be here today and say, I, I'd like it, but I don't know how I get this thing. How do I get this? Well, here, here's the key. The key is found in, in Acts. And we're going we're gonna to look at a few verses really quick. The key is to be filled. Someone say filled. Got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.4. And they were all filled, someone say filled, with the Holy Ghost. Began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 4 and 8 says it like this. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said, he began to talk. Acts 4, 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all, are you guys reading those words up on the screen? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. Acts 6 and 3, wherefore, brethren, look out among you for seven men of honest report. What was one of the requirements? That they are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Acts 6 and 5, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. You notice this repeated theme here throughout Acts? One more, Acts 7, 55. But he, talking about Stephen later on in life, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. The key to spirit living, the key to obtaining help that comes from God is one word. It's fullness. We must live full of the Spirit. You say, I, I, I'm struggling, Pastor. I'm just, I'm, life's not good. I'm struggling. Life's not going to be good all the time. But you know what? I think too often we allow our spiritual tank to get down. Amen? The Bible here is very plain that we must be full of the Spirit. Too often we're, we're running on half tank. We were over at our place at Hikes Bay. And I got in the car. No, my daughter, she was driving it. Okay, she doesn't have her license, but it's a private property. And we let her drive around there occasionally. And, and she said, Dad, this light just came on in the car. And it says, gas needed or something, whatever the thing said. I'm thinking, that's not living full. So now I had to decide. We're not very close to a gas facility when we're there, I'm thinking, how much gas do I have when the light comes on? I think today what the Word of God is speaking to us as a church, it's time to check your gas gauge. The Word of God wants us to be full. The Spirit of God wants to fill us. 
We're not to get filled one time and let it just dwindle, dwindle down and the gaslight is blinking and we don't know if we're going to make it through the next trial or not. No, 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 no. God wants us to be full of his spirit. He wants us to keep the tank full all the time. And I'm telling you, if we would do that, God would bless, God would use, God would meet you, God would answer, God would direct your steps, God would take you through trials, he would take you through obstacles in your pathway if you are full of the Spirit. Too often we, we, we think that this being filled with the Spirit is a one-time event. Yeah, I'm going to get full. One time. Boom. And I, and I thank God that this sign, there, there's a sign, it's the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. But that's not the only time in your relationship with God to get full of the Spirit. He wants to keep you full. You know, I'm thankful for my, my Pentecostal heritage that, that lets us know that the Holy Ghost is for us. It's not just something that was for the Acts church, but it's for the today church. It's for the 2020 church. God wants there, there to be a people on this planet. God wants there to be a per people in Canada, in Burlington, that's full of the Spirit. But we got to be careful that this experience that we had back in the day if you've been around church any length of time and you received the Holy Ghost as a young child, it's been a while. That initial time is wonderful, it's awesome, it's necessary, but don't let it be a one-time deal. Don't just talk about what God used to do, what he did when I was a child, what he did back in that day. No, no, no. What we need to have is a fresh fire. We need a fresh power. It should be a fresh burning down in our soul that, that wells up. It should be a current happening. I thank God for this great truth. I thank God for the power of the Spirit that has touched lives. Brother Josh Reesar was with us a couple of weeks ago, and his testimony is just so radically amazing. I'm just so amazed at what God did in this drug addict's life. He transformed him, boom. And he's now a preacher of the gospel. God's using him in miraculous ways. I'm saying it can't be just a one-time deal that it happens. But God should be transforming our lives. And he should be using us from then on. We should be used by God the way that God wants to use us because we're full of the Spirit. We need a fresh endowment of power from on high. We need to have the power of God flowing in our midst. Every single time we get together, we shouldn't come down to church and around this, this building and we're just like we're barely making it. Just, 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 oh, I just got here, Pastor. I just got in the door. Just, okay, music team, fill me up. Spirit of God, I need, no, no, no. We need to come here full of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every time we get together, there's going to be people here with needs. There's going to be people here with situations. Last Sunday, there was a lady here I talked to in the, in the parking lot after. And, and I, she said she would come back this week. I didn't see her. But you know what? I believe she's going to come back. She said, thank you, Pastor. She goes, I was ready to give up on God. She said, but tears flowing down her cheeks. She said, I so needed what you had to say in that service. We need the Spirit of God flowing so that when we get together, we don't know who's sitting in the pews. We don't know who's, what situation they're going through, but that God would flow and God would minister. We need the fire to fall again today on all of us. I'm not just looking for the one or the two. I'm saying we all need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The fire needs to fall again. There might be someone here, it's the first time, it might be your 25th time, it might be your thousandth time, but we need to be continually 
filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. We, we need a great move of God. We need a great move of the Holy Ghost. We, 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 can't be a one, we, we must have a hunger where, where it just says, Pastor, God, I'm not God, but Pastor, I'm a, I have a hunger for God. Pastor, I, I just want more of God. I, I, I long for more of Him. I'm, I'm tired of everything else in this world, but God, I just want more of you. That needs to be our desire. I'm tired of my mess. We've got to get to the point where we're, we're tired of how we're living. It needs to be a checkup time. Look at the gauge. Where is the gauge? Are you full? Three quarters, half quarter? Or are you just squeaking by? It's time for you and you and you and you and you and you and you to be full of the Spirit. That is the will of God. I'm tired of the messes we have to deal with when we're not full. I desire God's Spirit to flow. I desire the power of the Holy Ghost to move. I, I want Him to flow in me. I want Him to flow through me. I want Him to flow in you and flow through you. I, I, I want Him to change us. I want Him to use us. I want Him to lead us. I want Him to direct us. Is that your prayer today, church? Is that your desire? Let's clap our hands and say, God, that's our desire. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Jonathan, come back. Music team. I have more to say, but I'm done. Everybody stand. I, I, I'm ready for God. I, I want this church right now. I, I want there to be a hunger that stirs in your soul. I pray that the word of God has convicted us. I pray that the word of God has challenged us. I pray that the word of God has spoken to us. And I know today there's some people that need to be filled and refilled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Right now, just, just give everybody a little bit of privacy right now. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Steve, that word was for me. I, I need to either be filled or refilled. I want to be full of the Spirit. I want you to raise your hand right now. You might be new or you might be an old saint in this church. If that's you, amen. There's people raising up their hands around this room. God, oh God, give us that desire. The desire for your Spirit. God, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. God, I want to be full of the Spirit, God. I want to be led by the Spirit. I want the help of the Spirit. I want the guidance of the Spirit. God, oh God, I need your Spirit to guide me and direct me and lead me every single day. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.